and welcome to the Your Good News podcast with me, Catherine Getty. It's easy to believe the news around us that the world is dark and the future is the same. But what if we chose something different? What if we chose to find the good news in each day? This podcast is a collection of interviews with friends, mentors, colleagues on their good news. From business to health to politics and everything in between, it's my hope that you leave with a boost and find your good news. Welcome, welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I am joined today by Emma and Marlena of the Brain Dump Co. Marlena joined us previously, so check out that episode. It's titled Living in a Digital World. But in this episode, we cover their work on the Brain Dump, an online community for female entrepreneurs, and how each of us seeks community. They truly build each other up and others, and it is so fun to get to talk to them today. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Your Good News podcast. I know I shared a little bit about our two guests today, Marlena and Emma. I am so excited about this episode. So, you know, I like to start, guys, by talking, asking the first question of what's your good news? What what do you want to share? It can be personal, can be professional. It can be the weather. I mean, I really leave it open for you. All of the above. Do one personal, one professional. Okay, can, I'm going to go with my gut answer, which kind of is both, to be honest. With you. Okay, fair. Community. community. What we have found through the brain dump is there's an appetite for a community that is no BS, as authentic as it gets, and also badass entrepreneurs doing their thing. And those three together is just not on the market, period, as a community, as a program, as people. Yeah. And we found that that's what people are craving the most. Yeah. And then it's cool to see a people are interested, but be they're asking it, asking for more, asking how to get involved as much as they can. Yeah, we had someone ask us literally a week in if we would hire her, and we were like, we don't even have anything for you to do yet. <laughs> like, thank you so much. We're gonna put a pin in that, but like literally got a slack dm from someone who was like i i already want to be a part of this we hadn't even monetized anything yet yeah and she was like i want to work for you guys and you're like okay well hold the phone it's like hold your horses we're not even there yet i think jumping on the community thing i like this we'll run with this one thing for me and and you as well is the whole reels craze and all of these people blowing up and getting all of these followers and thinking they're hot shit when they don't know nothing about anything. Like yeah. we've been over here hustling for a year, learning everything we can, teaching people, people paying us to teach them. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, these people think that they know what's going on just because they got a ton of followers. And I saw something actually really interesting where someone noticed that coach who did like the sticky notes on the walls actually just had blank sticky notes to make it look like they filled up their stuff. And there is really, yeah, there really is so much BS out there. And it's these people who think they know what's going on and they don't. There's one guy that I saw who has repeatedly held a 30 rails in 30 days challenge. And his only purpose is get views, get followers, which does the opposite of helping Um, you succeed, right? Like we have what 230 followers on the brain dump. We have a hundred members in the group and we have probably about 40 people in our Slack channel. 
And we know it's working for us because we have a small yet extremely engaged community. And yeah. that's how we're going to make money because we have really focused on forming these and relationships. Like watering the seeds over and over yes. again. And creating creating a safe space and a holding space for other people. Like people will always DM us and they'll be like, I'm so sorry for dumping this on you. And we're like, no, this is a brain dump. Like that's literally what you're supposed yeah. to do. And we're always here to hold space for you. If you need to bitch about something, like that's why we're here. That's why we created this community. Okay. So like, let's set the stage. We've been talking about reels for those, for those in the back of the class that may want to ask reels are on Instagram, correct? So from a big picture perspective, we're going to back it up and then we'll go full circle. Yeah. <laughs> How I got started on Instagram a couple of years ago was really going into stories and going into stories deep and brands who really got into Instagram stories through educational content, through value-based content, through viral-based content, really saw success. Because okay. that's where the sales are. That's, that's how you make money. And that's how you get that community dense. And again, it's a dense community. You don't want people... You want a dense community of yeah. people. Got it. They're two totally different things. And people who don't conceptually understand that are going to miss. And it's kind of to so your point much. of like, it's just the creating to create and having kind of like those followers and thinking that to that's what. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Like we would both rather have 2000 people following us who are engaged, who are on our email list, who are, you know, responding to our polls and our stories. Like it really is as simple as that. Yeah. Versus having 20,000 people, you know, a million's a little, let's add to reach it. Conversationally both. But yeah, no, conversationally both. And like, okay, talking about engagement rate for a second here. What is engagement rate? So engagement rate is basically the ratio of how much people very literally engage with your content to your followers. Kim Kardashian has a 2% engagement rate. Which is garbage. But that's garbage. She has following. So wait, let's back up because we have a couple open holes. I want to let's fill the holes. So yeah, we're how you grew. Yeah. Then that kind of transition to reels. Now you still freaking need stories more than ever. Do not just do not get confused. Like I want to be so transparent. Stories are going to help you so much. Those reels are what's going to get you that reach. Got it. Okay. Eyes. But then then to fill the other gap that I just want to close shortly before we move on to anything else is the reels and getting views on your content is extremely important. But to Emma and my point about engagement, you want people who are going to engage. Mm -hmm. You want people who who are actually interested. For example, let's say I made a viral, crazy viral cooking video and I got a million followers who want to see me cook. She's that's never going to cook again. That's what I sell. So none of that is actually going to help me. Help. Yeah, the only thing that further. could help me with that, yeah, is people being like, oh, she's really great at making reels. Let's hire her for that. But right. the cooking content, that's not is not do. Is not going to do it. And that's where people really mess up, honestly. Because they, people want to be a part of something. They want to be involved, especially after this last year where we, we, we couldn't been be so isolated. Yeah, exactly. And so people always want to be part of the party now. And it's how you invite them in. The problem is it's um, reels are almost like a frat party that got out of control, <laughs> oh, right? So your reel blows up and then suddenly you have this line at your door 
of people that you don't know. And you're like, how the hell did you even know we were having a party? And they were like, oh, well, I heard it through the grapevine. Like this person texted me, texted this person. And now we're all here together. Like that's what happens when you go viral on reels. And it's content that doesn't necessarily convert to sales, right? Because reels are also an awesome way to just show off your personality and break down that, that kind of fourth wall and just get really connected with people. But if you do something really funny and it blows up, like I had one hit 7k and counting, which like she's annoyed and I'm annoyed. I'm very legitimately annoyed. I'm like, I do not want this. Like, stop (laughs) looking at this because now I'm getting these followers who think it's funny. That are not there for the right for the right reasons? Am I, am, yeah. I, am I quoting a yes. bachelorette no. quote right now? Yes, no, like literally <laughs> here for the right reasons. The right, the right reasons. I mean, frankly, just the other people are going to clog your engagement rate. So yeah. that's just the last piece of this conversation that I want to make sure is explicit is anyone who's not thoroughly active in your content, whether it's a lurker or someone who never sees your content because they've never engaged and so it never shows up, those oh. two avenues are hurting your Instagram. There's also one more thing here. Share with the class. Yeah. A lot of people pivot their accounts, right? Maybe it's a personal account that you turn into a business account. Maybe, you know, you used to be a fitness influencer and now you're not super into fitness anymore. So you're talking about something else. The algorithm stopped showing your content to those people, right? Because you're not posting the fitness content anymore. So all of these people that were following you for fitness are just not are, are just not being shown your content. They're still there. They're part of your follower number. But like your likes are probably down because your content is literally not being shown to those people. Well, I'm going to have to keep this in mind because I was like, what do I do with my like my personal Instagram? I put my podcast, my personal Instagram. So I'm going to have to keep this in mind as we kind of like move forward. I love how deep we got on the very first question. Marlena, thank you so much again for joining us again. So happy oh to have gosh, you back. Of course. Emma, welcome to the Your Good News podcast. I can already tell we're going to have an amazing conversation. Yes. So let's let's set the stage. Okay, you both have, I'm going to use this term and correct me if I'm wrong, personal Instagram brands that you're working on, that you're creating and developing. And you also help other female entrepreneurs, other companies that are building businesses. And you yep. just recently, we talked about, we kind of hinted at it in our first question of the brain dump. Tell me more about how did y'all meet? How did you realize that there was kind of this need for community? So long story short, just for anyone who's listening, there are three businesses we're talking about. I own my own business, which is Marlena Jane LLC. Emma owns her own business, which is Right Pain Flam. And then together we are developing a new business, which is called The Brain Dump. Yes. How we lots met, of things happening. Lots of things happening. How we met, Marlena and I were both in the Facebook group for free skincare. They're her client. And I thought she was really cool. She thought I was really cool. I think I slid into her DMs first because I was like, hey, I want to be friends. And she told me not too long ago, she was like, I wanted to do something with you then. Like I wanted to work with you then. But I thought it was like too early. And I didn't think we were there yet. So we just kind of got closer and closer and closer. And then a few months ago, we like got into this little tiff about money. And then she called me crying, 
like sobbing. And I was like, MJ, like, it's not that big of a deal. Like we got this. And then all of a sudden, like a couple days later, because now we had kind of like reached a new stage of our relationship, right? Like we broke down this wall, yeah. we, like, talked about a hard thing. We made it through it. And she texts me and she's like, I just need you to know that what you posted gave me a lot of imposter syndrome. And I just like needed to get that off my chest and tell you. And I was like, girlfriend, I have imposter syndrome about what you're oh. doing mm. all the time. And then we were like, light bulb, everybody is going through this. And there is not a space that we have found that is the intersection of entrepreneurship and mental health. And imposter syndrome is a huge part of mental health on Instagram and in building a business on Instagram. And then we were like, the brain stuff? Because the brain dumping is something that we have our clients do. So we just have them like, you know, put all their ideas in a Google doc and we work our magic and turn that into whatever we're doing. And so we're like, this is it. Like, this is going to be a place where people can very literally brain dump and we are going to help them make their ideas a reality. I love this so much. I feel like (laughs) it's such an interesting take on because you think about mental health and I, I think we talked about this before, but mental health is finally being acknowledged as something that we need to discuss even more. Like we have for so long focused on physical health, but that mental health aspect and the impacts that social media, I think there's a lot of good that can happen through social media, but to your point, those little imposter syndrome, like little trolls come out and you're like, Ooh, I don't like that in me. Have you found that it is like, so you've just launched it, what, a couple months ago? The beginning of May. Okay. Yeah. It launched, and we uh, monetized it for the first time about a week and a half ago. And okay. We had a better, much better launch than I anticipated. <laughs> like, I thought it was going to be great, but, like, it was really, really great. We're not huge, like, planners. Like, everybody's like, I'm going to make my business plan, and I'm going to decide how much money I'm going to make with every single launch. Like, we're kind of go with the flow. Yeah. We also have very low expectations. Like, ever since we've launched, we're just like, you know what, whatever happens right now happens, and we'll work it out as we go along. The launch was incredibly successful. Double what I thought, too. And what what will happen? So is it now a cohort that they're, like, how how is it working? What, What does it look like? So... A number of different things first off. And I think we're really going to lean into the ebb and the flow of what's going on, both with each of us, with our communities, with the world, et cetera. What we did for June specifically was Rock Your Reels Bundle, where we put together a lot of really tangible, helpful pieces to making a reel that is not on the market in really any shape or form. There's a couple different aspects to it, not to go on for too long. But basically, there's two deterrents that people are having with reels, for example. One is audio. Like, where do I find an audio? How do I find a trending sound? So we actually compiled a list of 79 trending reel sounds, which has been so helpful. And actually, I've gotten responses from a number of different moms saying, this is so helpful. Like, I don't have time to just sit on reels and look for a trending audio. Like, this is amazing. So that's one sector of it. And then I'll quickly touch on the second, which is stop motion, which is what I've kind of dove into loving, which is a form of a reel that's almost a mix of a graphic and an animation kind of sandwiched together. And it's been really helpful for people who don't want to show their face or they want to talk about a product. Anyway, 
handing over our people this information rocked their reels in a perfect way. So that's what we did for June. And then going forward, we have a lot of different plans up our sleeves. But at the root of it, it's a community. It's free to join and programs are sometimes free, sometimes paid. Obviously, yeah. you know if it's paid yeah. as such. We had a yoga class led by one of our girls who's a whole full circle gal who's really fun that we are working with. Anyway, but we pay our people. We pay our people because there have been too many times where we have not been paid. (laughs) But for us, we really want to, like the whole point of this challenge was the opposite of what I said earlier that someone else was doing. It's not about likes. It's not about views. It's about getting comfortable with doing this and setting people up for success. So we didn't just sell the bundle, right? We had a free reels training. This week was the reels challenge. Next week, we're doing reels feedback. So you can kind of ask questions. Yeah. And we'll give you tips and tricks. We'll look at the reels that you made and we'll kind of help you poke holes in it to see what can I do better next time. So we are trying to be very intentional about the programming surrounding the challenge. Like the challenge and the product really is the center of it. Yeah. And it's kind of an incentive here. It's a selling tactic, right? So we offer them a free challenge and then we give them the tools to succeed with the challenge. Wow. Is this kind of an idea that came up from your own, both your own experiences? Like, did you collaborate and like what you wanted it to look like and you felt like there wasn't something there. So what were the things that you were wishing, like when you were getting started, what would you have told younger self now? I wish I had known this or do this more. That everyone has imposters. There's not a roadmap. And what's hard about it's the beauty that there isn't a roadmap and we can create our own adventure. That's also what's terrifying about it. Terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. You never know what's gonna come now. But also we've made it this far. Yeah, we have made it this far, which is <laughs> which is big. During a pandemic. Not one thing. I never thought that we'd be here. Never. In a million years. It's so possible though. I mean, I grew up idolizing the cons- the thought track of having a laptop, a phone and Wi-Fi. And that's all I needed. Like that is so revolutionary, especially, yeah. you know, to a teenager watching YouTubers or the dawn of an Instagram influencer, um, be able to do that. That was so cool. And then yeah. to be able to mind shift that, that people with small followings or even a couple, like tens of followers, you can do that because then going back to engagement, you could have one follower who's going to pay you 10 grand a month, or you could have a million followers and they don't know what the heck you're talking about. And you make 300 sales a month. I didn't realize the whole algorithm part of it, that like the engagement piece is so important. That's, I hope the listeners are like, okay, this makes a little bit more sense of what I'm seeing and when I'm seeing it. And like, if you're liking a photo that that's why it comes back up like that sort of content. I want to take this. This this is my whole business. I do first want to say just putting a little like ribbon on the brain dump conversation. Everything we do is a direct result of what our people say that they have an issue with or say that they need support in. We are not just like pulling things out of our asses. Like it is all with intention. Switching gears to engagement. I have built an entire business solely on engagement. That is the only thing I offer to my clients. It is month to month. And we work with them to grow their followings. We work with them to convert conversations in the DMs to cash. We answer their comments if that's something that they need. Maybe we're just like, you know, some people are just like, can you go through and 
clean up my DMs or respond to stories for me, just like things that they don't have time to. Yeah. And it's all focused on building those authentic connections. So the algorithm, when you post something, only shows your content to the top 10% of your engaged following. And then from there, you need to do what you can to unlock the 90% that aren't seeing that. Now, it's obviously impossible to unlock the whole 90%, but it's about, so people all the time talk about your ideal posting time. Yeah. Yes. I am more of an advocate. Okay. Figure out your ideal posting time, but also make sure that you are available when that is happening because you can't throw a post up and like, it's like throwing spaghetti at a wall and like hope it sticks, right? You can't do that. You need to be there, be active, be nurturing your posts, be nurturing your people to get them to your posts. It's crucial in that first hour. So you need to make sure you're available. So like, it's important. I think taking a step back and thinking about like my own experiences. So like you, it's important to like like their comment or respond if you want them to be engaged next time. Is there a time where you kind of lose that? Like if you don't do it in the hour. I like to move swiftly, right? And the other thing is to like, if you answer every comment, you've doubled your comments now. It all counts, even if it's from you. So you want to make yourself available in that sense. You want to get on your stories and you want (laughs) to tease your post, maybe do a mini training about it to direct people's attention there. And it does help for next time, you know, like if they're engaging with your, your posts regularly, the algorithm is going to regularly show those people your content. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense of the importance of like acting Swiftly, I'm now going to go back to my post that I posted yesterday. And answer every answer everything. everything. Also, fun tip: this is one of my little secrets. Yeah, one address people by their name when you're answering a comment. So because like, it makes them? people feel good. So you're always going to tag them, right? So when you hit reply to someone's comment, it automatically tags them because they'll that's how they'll get notified. But like, actually say their name. Like if I was commenting, I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, thank you so much, Marlena!" Right? Like it adds just a personal touch there. Oh. Also ask questions, keep the conversation going. More comments you get, more things you can respond to. So like if Marlena posted something about cheese, that's the first thing that came to mind and say her call to action was, what's your favorite cheese? I would be like, oh my gosh, love myself some cheese. Manchego is totally my favorite. How about you? What's yours? Do you like a little, you know, fig jam with it? She can keep a conversation going for hours. I can. It's so (laughs) my mind is talking about my mind is blown right now. And I think it's such a helpful, like, I think it's so interesting. The importance of Mm -hmm. it's not inauthentic. It's authentically responding and the, how that kind of helps your Instagram be seen by the people you want to be seen by. Yeah. And here's the deal. We're all in sales here, right? Like very literally we're, we are always selling. We are always on. And sure. Maybe we start a conversation knowing that like this person is an ideal client, but I've been Marlena's client. She's been buying and it it started with a friendship, right? Like people keep coming back to you and eventually they're going to be like, I need you actually. And because you've spent so much time just getting to know them and talking, like people know my boyfriend, people know my cat's names, like people know my apartment. Like it's so weird, the things that people know about me, but it's like those little things all add up. Yeah. Cause it's authentic. And like, this is me. You're seeing my life. At the end of the day, people aren't buying your branding. They're buying you. Yeah. Well, I think it's like such an important aspect. I'm taking it to my personal life. It's like, 
what I do is government affairs. And it's all about building that relationship. Like you don't go to someone and be like, I'm going to borrow your car immediately. You're like, you actually get to know them. And like, I'm not a stranger off the street just asking to borrow your car. Like, you know me that I'm not a weirdo. So it's like, it goes to that on Instagram. Like, how do you make this phone work in a way that actually feels like it's building a serious community and you're not just like building a 1D relationship is what it sounds like. The truest answer is engagement and twofold. Emma, the way that people consider the term engagement is what Emma does for a living, which is literally engaging on Instagram. To take it one step further though, conversation's fake. I recently was thinking about this actually on the plane to Philly. Emma does conversational engagement, whereas I'm working on content that will turn into engagement, which will turn to a conversion. And so if you're conversationally (laughs) engaging and your content is engaging, that's the recipe for success. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, with a community to back you. I mean, truly, like that's what it is at the end of the day. That's why the brain dump was so successful from the get-go. Because it was our most engaged people now in a new space. And there were people that already knew each other. So like when I do a workshop, I'm a big workshop gal. I had everybody change their names to their Instagram handle. So it's also a networking event. And so all of these people in my life have connected. Like tomorrow night, we're going out with all of the people that are here in Philly that are in the brain dump that we have worked with, whatever clients, like we're all going out together. And most of us have never met in person, but this is so wild. We know each other. It's wild. We know each other so well. Like when I went to Chicago to meet Marlena and to work and to launch the brain dump, like I already knew everything about her. Like her boyfriend walked in and I was like, Mike, oh my God, how are you? And like, it's I'm just sure Saturday that's going to be her when she meets yeah. Luke. Yeah, literally. And like, again, we are going to the Outer Banks in September with seven girls who have never met in person, who have just been in an Instagram group chat for 14 months. So tell us, let's dive into this group a little bit more because that's actually how I met Marlena was through this and now have met you. It's through this group. So tell us a little bit more about the seven of y'all. So it's a little bit more than seven, but the group that is going on the outer base is seven. Okay. Long story short, I we both struggle with mental health. We're both pretty vocal about it. Emma's a little bit more vocal about it. I'm working on it. I struggle with anxiety and depression, but in therapy, and we're working on it every day. We're moving and we're grouping. My therapist anyway, is my cons- so important. <laughs> we love, love our therapists. Um, I felt very alone in this entrepreneurial space. I mean, hello, I'm working for myself, by myself. Now I have some on my team. We'll get there later. But it's very alone. It's very isolating. And I remember feeling very isolated. And so I put up a sign on my Instagram and I was like, let's all network. Like, how can we connect and make a group chat? And so I got some good response, some great responses. Emma was one. Our friend Jasmine was one. um, And there was a handful of others. And then you kind of DM'd me and you were like, okay, let's take this a step further. I have other girls. Can I, can we add it? Like, can I take this off your hands? Can I run with it? And it was like a busy, I was like, please. So then Emma makes a group chat with 12 or so girls and it's called the Boss Babe Collab. Which I hate that name, by the way. I I hate that name. (laughs) I hate it so much. For this, we all do. Honestly, we all hate it. Everyone hates. So for our listeners, Maggie Morris was on the podcast last week. 
or a couple weeks before. And she said the same thing. She was like, it, this feels, this is, this is funny. So it's funny that all of y'all agree. No, we oh, hate, God. we all hate the name, but <laughs> we're too far in at You're this too far point in. to change it. And also it's kind of like a meme now because like, I don't, <laughs> do you know what chuggy means? Yes. I've recently learned it. And I've recently learned that I'm probably very chuggy in my 31 years. So am I. Yeah. Okay. I, so for those I of you who don't know what chuggy means. I embrace it too. Chuggy <laughs> is like the older Gen Zs and the millennials well, who what? do certain who do certain things that apparently are outdated. So one of those things is the world word girl boss. And so like girl boss boss babe collab. But like, you know, at the time we were all just getting started. Like that was not a chuggy word yet. So like <laughs> I definitely eye rolled when I it was it. tacky. It was tacky. <laughs> But I, it was as creative as I could be at the time. And now we just laugh about it, but we just like can't change the name because it's just, it's who we are. But the coolest part is the makeup of this group. We have an Olympian. We have different kinds of business owners ranging from creative to social media, to engagement, to web, web design, design, copywriting. Photography. We have some like we could we could too. very genuinely start, start an agency, and it's it's been a comment that's been put on the table. But we could start an agency with seven people tomorrow, and all of our bases would be covered. So we would have social media, we'd have engagement, we'd have web design, we'd have copywriting, we'd have an in-house photographer. Like yeah, we, we could do it all. <laughs> we could get someone for Facebook ads. We have a VA, so that one's covered too. Yeah. What's a what's a VA? But anyway, it's. A- Virtual assistant. Kind of like an executive assistant, but in the virtual space. Fascinating. Um, yeah, it's been it's been wild. And like Mike, my boyfriend, will be like, oh, the boss babes, like loving it, but also giving <laughs> me a little bit of like shade, but in the most playful, loving way. And like I think it's the same thing too. Like boss babe, like so I hate it. I hate it. I actually didn't know she hates it. Like I've been like kind of like this about the No, name. I literally hate it. <laughs> Well, I mean, well, we, how, we had the conversation that we couldn't change it. We that was the conversation that was had. Was that like we, we all said you're that too far in? It. We were like, we just can't. In. We can't at this point. Well, I've been very grateful for the Boss Babe collab because you know, found my photographer. Now my logo and my graphic design are taken care of. My website, like, what's next? Engagement, like, let's go. You know, let's go, girls. What you know. We've talked a lot about the messy action. I feel like we've kind of like danced around, like just doing something and seeing like how it works. You know, what pitfalls do you think you've like noticed along the way, like maybe personally or through this kind of creation that you want to like kind of delve on a little bit? I think one thing for sure is niching down. I think people are terrified of niching down because when you start this business, you're obviously taking a huge leap of faith. Yeah. And you just want to make as much money as possible. So people will cater to everyone. They'll all make custom packages and you end up getting yourself into a lot of trouble. To be honest, you end up with nightmare clients. You end up working 14 hour days. Like it just ain't it. Right. So niching down in two ways. One, your services. Right. So I used to do social media. I used to do hashtags. I used to do bios. Like I had all these little one-off services and I did engagement and engagement was always the most popular thing. Now I only do engagement. That is the, I have one offer and you can take it or leave it. Right. And I also needed to choose a group of people that I wanted to work with. And for me, it was scaling 
service providers and coaches. And I know people who are like online business managers just for a certain kind of coach, like a health coach or like a spiritual coach. I know people who are VAs just for, you know, maybe beauty brands. Let's go with that, right? Like you have to pick a thing and a person you want to do it for. And people are terrified of doing that because they think they'll actually make less money, but it is so much easier to find the actual people that you want to work with, who want to work with you, who are going to trust you with your bit, with their business Business and their idea. If you brand yourself as one thing, who does one thing? Well, it's like two things. It's like one popped in my brain is like when you're very clear on setting expectations, like you help ensure that both people on the side understand what they're getting. So you are kind of eliminating hopefully those nightmare clients. But two, I think it's so important because I think I believe multitasking is like so fake. Like you can't do so many things at once. Like you have to actually focus on something. So it sounds like you've kind of learned like, okay, it sound, it feels scary, but it's the right path. I know in my gut it's the right path and it's been working out. Do you have any advice for kind of like that little voice in the head? It's like, no, 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 you're going to make less money. Like, how do you talk that little voice down? <laughs> well, let me give you some background, at least on me um, in this question. So I have had a lot of success doing social media for beauty brands. Yeah. For one beauty brand specifically, but have worked with this beauty brand with a number of other beauty brands. And so when I got started, I also added web design and branding and all these different pieces to my business because to Emma's point, like I thought that would be the most helpful for me. I love technology. I love design on technology. So obviously graphic design, you put those together. Um, I love marketing. I love it all. Like I really... I'm an ADD. I love learning new things, especially on technology. So like I enjoy trying different things. Yeah. Long story short, I have found that that isn't what's going to make me most successful. In fact, that's probably what's hurt me in the past year more than anything. Now, granted, I'm not a believer in failure. I'm a believer that it's always a learning opportunity. I've learned so much. There's no failure. But I'm actually really excited because I'm transitioning into doing just social media specifically for wellness brands, yeah. um, which is sad in some ways because I do love the branding and the web design, but I landed a brand partnership with a mega brand. Like I need to do what's where yeah. my skill set is and not just do the big kahuna just because you can get different clients. Now, granted, working with some of these creatives has made everything worthwhile and I'm so thankful for it. But coming from someone who literally has been internationally freelancing for three years with a verified brand, like yeah, I took Frey from 30K to 100K. They got verified probably 40K. So that was when I was with them. Wow. I've gotten them partnerships with tens of brands, one being on everyone's block. And she can't say it out loud, but like it, you probably own some of their stuff. And so I kind of... And I know this, right? Like, I know that's what I said. Well, it's like that voice in the back of your head. Yeah. Yeah. She's been scared for a long time. But I think that she's on (laughs) the right path now. And I think that she has invested in herself for the first time, which I cannot recommend enough. Like, so I hired a business coach. She now hired the same business coach um, just because, you know, hashtag consistency. Um, (laughs) But... Oh, I forgot I was going to that. Oh, investing in yourself. People are just so afraid to invest in yourself, right? Because like coaching is a lot of money. 
a lot of money. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a lot. I'm talking about yourself. They're not doing the work for you. They're just telling you what to do. And you have to do the work. Or hire someone to do it. But one, it's a write-off. And two, you're you're going to learn shit that you didn't know before that's going to better your business. 100%. And it's like having the conversations, like saying out loud, like, I feel this when this happens or I understand this. Saying it makes it real. Like writing it down yeah. makes it real. Like having someone kind of be that mirror versus having the conversations like I am fantastic of having Mm -hmm. conversations with myself and talking myself into a corner and being like this is gonna happen that's gonna happen this is gonna happen and it's like okay we don't actually know that that's gonna happen (laughs) like right you can honestly and I think people don't get this part you can you can make more money by spending money right so like yeah I have a team of four women under me and I can make more money because I'm doing all of the strategy for all 12 of our clients and they're just doing the implementation. So like the heavy work I got, and then I pass it off to them to implement, but I'm also the main line of communication between all of our clients. So like that's how we're structured and it works because I choose to spend money on paying my team. I in turn make more money because you can make so much more money when you're not a one have band. Like I could not take 12 clients. I have four and I have set a boundary that I will not be taking more than four. But if I want to continue to grow my business, it actually is, let's put it this way. I have to take off two weeks in the summer. Actually, I get to take off. I hate saying I have to, I get to take off two weeks in the summer and I was freaking out. And I was like, I'm just going to have to tell everybody that like we're off that week. I'm going to lose the money. It is actually cheaper for me to have one of the girls on my team for me to double her hourly pay for her to take on my clients because it's more legwork and she's going to be putting a lot of time into it than it is for me to take off. I will still be making money by paying her more money. My mind is blown again. I feel like we're having a lot of light bulb moments of like the investment in ourselves and not letting the, you know, the voices or like the being afraid to fail. I think a lot of us are afraid of failure. And it's to your point, like, and it, maybe this is just because I've literally, and this podcast is being born, I feel like right now, but it's like just doing it and, and learning from, from the experience. It's not holding on to those emotions of like, okay, this didn't go great. Okay. It didn't go great. Like, let's all like call a spade a spade or something like that. And then like learning from it versus sitting. I feel like it's easier for a lot of people to sit in that emotion. It's also important to take accountability, right? So like my team, we we relaunched our package in June and I did not do a great job of educating my team on what I needed them to do. I kind of gave them a quick rundown. It was a holiday weekend, the first weekend of June. And yeah. there were a lot of mishaps. And I was like, look, this is all on me. Like you guys couldn't do your jobs as well as you typically do because I did not give you enough support. So yeah. We pivoted, we got it done. We had the conversations. Now things are back to normal, right on track. And it's just all about open communication and taking responsibility. Well, I think it's like so amazing that both of you have just like launched into these amazing businesses. You know, what have you found as you've been launching the brain dump? Like what changes have you experienced personally from that? People are so freaking excited for this platform, for this community. And I think there's just too much misinformation on all of our Instagrams about how wonderful our lives are. And I 
think that the brain dump is kind of open us openly saying like, yes, we both have awesome businesses and yes, we're doing well, but also we have hard days. We have yeah. confusing days or days that you don't want to get out of bed. But I think that it's a community that makes us stronger. And especially as young women starting businesses, especially in this, I don't want it to be, but dog eat dog world, we yeah. need to be a community. We need yeah. to have each other's back and literally hold each other's backs for the days that we don't want to show up or for the days that we're scared or you got an angry email or a client's unhappy or whatever that is. Again, if being alone, alone business owner on your team is hard enough, being alone in a space of entrepreneurship is just is. why. And to piggyback on this, and I want you to say it, obviously in your own words, but um, the statistics we were looking up about women and men. Women oh my gosh. It's, oh, I'm going to find it. Give me a sec. But I just wanted to add that I think also personally, it's helped us position ourselves as experts and really step into that understanding because yeah. I think we question that all the time. And we are 22 and 24 years old, right? Like we are, we are children in the eyes of many people. And we have people who are much older coming and being like, you inspire me or you teach me so much, or I wouldn't be where I am without you. And I'm like, I'm 22 years old and you're like, what? Like, thank you. But it boils down to us just being us, right? Like people connect with us, trust us and believe in what we're teaching because we believe in it and we show up as ourselves 3000% of the time. I think it's just so important that, and the whole idea of this podcast was like filling our cups. And I think it's like, okay to say that sometimes your cup feels less than empty and that's okay. And that you can like find people that will help you. And like, it sounds like the brain dump has created that opportunity for female entrepreneurs to like, have have that little community so you're like I'm not alone in this I can speak to somebody because that's the worst is when you feel like you can't speak to other people yeah and I did find the 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 stat that Marlena mentioned so we found a 2020 study where researchers found that womenpreneurs are at a three times greater odds of being affected by mental health concerns than non-entrepreneurs and 39 percent of self-employed women rated their mental health only at quote just okay And we were like, we don't want to be just okay. Like we want to feel like boss ass women (laughs) doing boss ass stuff. Yeah. And we don't want people to just feel okay because we left jobs that made us feel just okay Okay. or less than okay. I want to live a life that I love every single day. And I want to feel excellent. Every single day. And obviously that's not realistic. Like bad days happen. And that's also why the brain dump is there. So you can talk about your bad days, but we want this industry to become something where people feel excellent about what they're doing. Not just okay. And Marlena said this, but it's like the doggy dog world. It's the idea that because someone's pie, someone's slice of pie is bigger than yours. Like you're, you're going to be like left without And I just really believe that there is a market for everyone to do the things that they vision. And if they're putting good things in the universe, like good things are going to come back. So don't be afraid of that doggy dog because there's people that are really nice. Honestly, especially on social, it's embracing it. And I think that's very confusing to people because 
you know, for example, you're going to the mall and you want a shirt, the first pink shirt that you're like, oh, this looks amazing on me. You're like, great. Then you're like, well, I don't have money to buy the blue shirt or the purple shirt, whatever that is. On social, I genuinely believe that the more is the, ma- the more the merrier. Yes. And it really translates back into sales and launches and good news of people doing a yeah. snowball effect of reposting you. Snowball effect is my favorite term that I use for Instagram stories. So for example, if Emma posts me and tags me and then I repost that, and then yeah. she reposted that I reposted her. That's what I call the snowball effect. And that's huge for brands, for people, for creators to get the word out there. And how are you going to create a snowball effect without a community? You're not. Right. The best launches that I have seen are people resharing and resharing and yeah. resharing literally till they're blue in the face. And you're like, do I actually need to put this up again? Like, that's so redundant. But the thing is, you can't, like, people can't help but look, right? Like, if you see the same yeah. thing over and over again, you're going to be like, okay, what the hell is going on over here? Like, I need to check this out. What am I missing out on? Scarcity is a big thing. FOMO is a big thing. And yes, it can feel icky at sometimes, but that's how you sell. Yeah. That's how you sell. I call Instagram a party, right? Like all of our accounts are a party and you're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to come to your party, yeah. who's going to go to someone else's party. And this snowball effect puts this huge spotlight on your party. And then people are like, wait, I want to check this out. Why did I not get an invite to the party? I want to come to the party. <laughs> and then they do. And then I think it, it takes it, y'all have just taken it so much further of like being authentically you. Like people want to come to parties where people are authentic and- I think today we've just gotten to dive into like tips and tricks. You you both are subject matter experts. I'm going to say that again for the those in the back of the class, subject matter experts, please run. Don't walk to working with these ladies. And I'm going to be putting all of their Instagram handles in the show notes. You got to go find them, go follow them, engage with them more than anything. Um, but before we end, is there anything else you want to say? So by the time this airs, we're looking at an August yes. plan for the brain dump. So definitely check out our Instagram because we will have something so epic up our sleeves for you. Um, and we can figure out something fun to do for your listeners. So let's circle back at that point, but I want them to know that <laughs> circle back is Marlena's favorite word. I go through favorite words like every um, week or maybe every same. two weeks. So circle back is of the moment. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it'll probably be something different, but maybe we can circle back to circle. To- <laughs> I have so enjoyed this conversation. I feel like we could probably talk for hours. So hours. Are- oh, call yeah. us back. You just <laughs> yeah. call us, keep us if you want to reach us. Yeah. We can do another episode. I mean, I feel like there's so much more to talk about. <laughs> Say less. Like we're there. Sign us <laughs> up. You let us know. How fun are those two? I felt like I got a crash course in how social media works. Community can be like even in an online digital world. I never thought I would say community in online digital world in the same sentence. Big thanks to Emma and Marlena for joining today. If you liked, please share, review, subscribe. It really helps this little, little engine that could grow. And join me next week on another episode of the Your Good News podcast.